Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through, that frizzy part, that was smooth. So shout out Way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code MEATINKS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code me tanks hi guys happy monday i'm coming to you from london i i'm gonna get this off my chest now i'm not even gonna beat around the bush i need to figure out a way to split time here oh my god it is so good to be back it is so fun to be here with my mom and see all my friends and i have still a week of fun ahead of me. We're going to ask God on Thursday. And I'm really, really excited for that. It's basically the British version of the Kentucky Derby is the best parallel that I can make, but I'm very excited for my outfit. Um, Flew over on trusty old JetBlue. I'm so glad they fly to London now. It's such a fun airline. I was laughing because right as we were, we were about to take off, I was showing you guys all of the rom-coms. I was like, oh my God, there's so many rom-coms. Well, first I thought, okay, this would be an amazing project for me is to curate movies for planes for JetBlue. Like imagine Tinks' rom-com list on JetBlue. How sick would that be? But they actually had a lot anyway. So good job, JetBlue, on that. And then I I settled on the Amityville horror to watch on the plane. And I have a weird thing where I always watch horror movies on planes. And I'll tell you why. It's not random. I like horror movies, but I do get scared. Here is my thinking. When you're in a plane, the monster from whatever the movie is that you're watching cannot get you. 
because the ghost is not on the plane, right? I've always thought this since I was like younger and I was like not allowed to watch horror movies. I would always like sneak them on the plane because I was like, this is amazing because even if I get afraid of the ghosts or the haunting or whatever, it's not on the plane. If you get scared, you look around and you're like, oh, I'm literally sandwiched on a plane with all these other people and it smells like weird beef. So like I, there, I have other you know issues right now. The ghost is definitely not present. I know there's that movie Snakes on a Plane, but that's too far-fetched for me. So that's my weird little tradition. I always watch a horror movie on the plane. Landed in London. Oh my God. The best part about being here is that <laughs> Love Island has just launched, okay? And if you don't know what Love Island is, it is the most incredible show. It start, I believe it started in the UK. I know they have an Australia version and now there's one in the US. I didn't watch the US one. It's on every night apart from Saturday for like two months in the summer. And when I say the nation gets involved, it is a it's a national thing. It is everybody coming together and I I want to actually break down. There's going to be no spoilers. Don't worry, because I know all my us uh followers are feeling upset that i'm watching it now and i'm saying stuff on my instagram i want to critically analyze why i think this show is so successful and so fun to watch okay the number one reason why i think that it's so good is because the people who go into the villa that's what they call the villa are you going in the villa oh my god okay the number one reason why it's good is the people who go into the villa have to stay present Now, if you're a millennial like me, you grew up with reality TV. We had V1 reality TV, right? We had like Super Sweet 16. We had all like made on MTV. We had, um, do you remember that show Rich Girls with like Ali Hilfiger on MTV? We had the first season of Real Housewives. We had the perfect reality TV, the simple life. When people didn't realize like that it would have an effect on their life after. Okay. They were simply being themselves and the camera was capturing it. And I loved that type of reality TV. Now, as time progressed, two things happened. First of all, why do I sound like a historian today? Am I doing a Ted talk on reality TV right now? Okay. Anyway, back to my argument. First of all, people began to see the effects of themselves being on reality TV. So you say something a bit silly on reality TV, you know, there's consequences. Secondly, social media happened. So everyone who goes on reality TV is getting all this feedback in real time. And I see it because I have friends on reality TV now and they're, they they they're getting millions of tweets every time an episode airs or people are commenting on their Instagrams and they're feeling like their edit is unfair and whatever. That didn't used to be the case. It used to be that the people would just show up from MTV or whatever film the people. And that was it. And I, I loved that raw footage that, you know, unedited, unfiltered, really seeing how people, especially celebrities or people of interest acted behind closed doors. And then I, and now I really feel like reality TV, if I'm honest, guys, is kind of in a slump because people know too much. They, they know how they go in with an idea of how they want to be perceived. I actually just said that about Real Housewives of Dubai, right? Not only is it so, and like Selling Sunset is a perfect example of that. Not only is it like extremely overproduced to the point where all the producers obviously have, you know, a plan and, and some of it's fake and whatever, but also the people go in thinking, I want to be liked. I want to be the fan favorite. I want them to think that my enemy is the bad guy. And 
that stuff all, it comes through it to me. I can see right through it. I'm like, you're trying to get the audience to like you. And I would like the person more if they just were themselves. And then the audience can decide back to love Island in love Island. They don't have, well, first of all, it's filmed present. So it's literally happening right now. And secondly, they don't have phones. So when they're acting, they're not getting Instagram comments. Like, why did you do that? That was silly, whatever. They are literally just in the villa trying to graft. They're trying to graft. Yeah. They're trying to make a connection with someone and they're trying to win the game They're That's all they're thinking about now, whether that's a psychologically sound thing to do is a different conversation, but it makes for amazing TV. It makes for amazing TV. And also, I don't know if this is because they don't have phones, but it seems like everyone who goes on the show isn't obsessed with being an influencer. And I find that with a lot of TV, reality TV now, you can kind of tell that their motive is just to get a couple million followers and be an influencer, which is fine, which is completely fine, totally fine. But I love the just seeing them connect and just chat and whatever. And also, they're always hilarious. Uh And then, you know, the fact that it's on every single day, apart from Saturdays at the same time, it really pulls people all in together. Like it feels like we all have this group hobby as sad as that sounds. I mean, if you think it's sad, whatever, I think it's kind of cute and fun how the whole country kind of gets together and is really obsessed with this for a couple months and you get to vote and voting is free. I love it. I completely love it. Especially the narrator. His name's Ian Sterling. He's a genius. He's the glue who holds it all together. And he's a comedic genius. He's phenomenal. So um, highly suggest you watching the UK, the UK version. Apparently it's coming out on Hulu in two weeks time. So it's just like a two week lag, which is, which is pretty good. I don't know why they wouldn't just do it at the same time. I mean, what's the difference between two weeks? Doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm completely obsessed and it's nice to have some structure and listen, as much as I love binging a Netflix or Hulu series, um, there's something fun about rushing to the TV at the same time every night. Like we used to do when we were kids. Again, it's nostalgic for people who grew up with, you know, when we didn't have recordings and, and we didn't have on demand and all that stuff. Uh, all the younger people are probably laughing their asses off at me thinking what a loser, but I think it's nice. I think it's, it's kind of fun because, and the fact that I do make a point to sit down and watch it every night at that time means that I actually really like the show, which most of the time now when I'm watching like a, a series, sometimes I get, I for, I'll watch three and then I'll get lost and I'll forget about it. And then I'll come back and finish it. And then at that point, my friends have all finished it or none of them have seen it. I guess I like the watching together. The last show that that happened with that I felt was euphoria because it was every Sunday and everybody was like, no, we can't go to dinner on Sunday because we have to watch euphoria. So I think whenever they're able to do that, it's amazing. Whenever they're able to create that collective, um, obsession with a TV show, it's fun. It makes it more fun. Listen, I've said it before guys, but art, any type of art, film, TV, music, it's made to be consumed and discussed and enjoyed and criticized. And I don't mean negative. I mean, you know, critiqued, I guess critiqued is a better word and say, Oh, you know, I love this character. I loved how they did that and that. And that's an important part of being human is consuming and digesting the art, um, that people put forward. So (laughs) I know the banana brigade is going to be like, she's calling love Island art. And you know what? Yeah, I fucking am guys. I fucking am. So if anybody wants to watch with me, please do. 
I'm going to be devastated when I go back to the States and I can't watch it in real time because it's so fun to vote on my phone. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and book of the month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading. Maybe you want to pick it back up for summer. It's so important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips, reading by the pool or just reading before bed, which is, as you know, my favorite thing to do. Right now, you can get your first book of the month for just $5 with code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. That's bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS. A consistent body care routine is so important to me, you guys. I love to feel good in myself. I love to feel good in my skin. It is our largest organ, so I like to take care of it. And I like to look good while naked. Yes, I admit it. You guys know I am obsessed with Osea. And a lot of it in part is because of how the products make me feel. So I love that I can trust everything that they make because they put such care and thought into each product. And I love how the body products make my skin feel very soft, very smooth. There's no harsh chemicals or dyes in any of it. It's just natural and it makes me feel naturally good. Glow from the inside out with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TINKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60, head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code TINKS for 10% off. Do you find yourself searching for true crime podcasts that are different from what you're always recommended? Do you want to make a real difference in the cases that you're following? Well, you're a crime junkie and I'm Ashley Flowers 
the creator and host of the number one true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. There are hundreds of episodes already available, and each Monday we dive into the details of cases spanning from some of the most infamous to those that you have never heard covered before. Listen to Crime Junkie podcast now, wherever you're listening. How many chances do you guys give someone who you're dating to feel a spark? As in how many dates you go on thinking eh, there could be something there. I've been thinking about this for a couple reasons. First of all, obviously Love Island because they have to make such quick decisions, right? When someone comes in the villa, they, they have to think, well, can I see myself with them even for a little bit? Obviously that's fast track. I had lunch with my friend while I was here in London, my British friend, and she's dating. And, you know, she was saying, She's been on five dates with this guy and she feels meh about him, but she keeps going on dates with him. She's like, maybe something will evolve. Look, I've had it. Usually when I meet someone, I know immediately if I have a spark with them. And obviously that's the ideal, right? And they say, when you know, you know, and all that good stuff. But even if it's like just someone, it's not your soulmate, but it's someone that you just are going to date for a while. You feel that heat, you feel that energy. And it's very clear, but I've also had situations where guys have grown on me. I had it where in college, my, my college boyfriend was chasing me for months and I was just really, really lukewarm on him until the whole hand burning episode. And then something flipped in me and I realized that he was a great guy and we ended up dating for three years. It's a story for a different pod. If you don't know, already know it, but usually I know pretty early on. It also brings up my famous, not famous, but one of my favorite metaphors of men dating like stockbrokers and women dating like venture capitalists. Women love to see potential, right? We go on a date with a guy and we're like, well, if you got a haircut and a headboard and a job, he'd be amazing. And you get your board of directors, AKA your friend group together. And you're like, do you see, like, do you see his potential? And everyone's like, yeah, totally. I think you should invest. I think you should invest. And, and that's a dangerous game to play, right? You should never, you should never start dating someone thinking they're going to change, but you can start dating someone thinking that, that the spark can grow. I do believe that women, they, they can grow to be, especially on the attraction side of things. I think that that can grow. I've definitely had that where I start as like friends with someone and then the attraction grows or I start and I'm into someone's personality and then the sexual attraction grows. I totally, I totally buy that. Now with box theory, I do think that guys, you know, they, they know when they know they want to date someone, they know immediately that's like a stockbroker, right? They're, they're doing it on the day. They're like, I want that one. I think it's so funny also with Instagram, like how men and women show whoever they're dating is Instagram. So when a girl shows her friends a guy's Instagram, she will find the single best picture of him. She will scroll to fucking high school, okay? And be like, do you see that's a picture of him? And her friends are like, um, Jessica, that's from when he was 18 and it's the back of his head. And she's like, doesn't he have great hair? Isn't, isn't he cute? A guy wants to just take a girl's Instagram and show his friends just without filtering, without saying, oh, but if she got a haircut and this and that, he just is like that. Yeah, this is her. It's just different ways of thinking about it. Right. So I come back to the question, how many dates do you guys give to create, to make sure that there is a spark or that there isn't one? 
it's tricky. It's really tricky. And I, you know, me, I hate to waste time. I hate, I hate things that aren't efficient. So it can, you can totally get in a trap of going on dates with someone who's like quite nice, quote, quite nice for six weeks waiting for the spark to happen. But that being said, it can evolve. I don't have a fast and a hard and fast rule for this one. I don't have a, a, a cheeky tip, um, on how to know if any of you guys have any tips, I'd be super interested to hear. The truth is, I think in this case, and this is something that I'm trying to get more comfortable with. I just think it's a gray area. I think it's case by case. I think you have some times in your life where you are bowled over by someone who you meet and you're like, wow, I'm going to spend time with this person. Maybe they're not, you know, the, the, my partner forever, but I'm going to spend time with them. And I think sometimes it's a slow burn. You have the attraction build over time. Oh, the other thing that my friend and I were talking about is we think that it kind of changes with age because when you're younger, like you always remember your first love, right? And you remember the first time that you had like a wild, crazy, raging crush. I remember my first like crazy love was when I was like 16, 17. And was this guy that I met on holiday. His name was Matt. And I walked in, I saw him and I was like, I'm in love with you. I'm completely feral for you. I'm obsessed with you. I would do anything for you now. Obviously my plans to marry him and have his kids were cut short because we were only on holiday and it only lasted for 10 days. Now we ended up emailing for two years, again, a story for a different pod, but that insane feral feeling like, I hope it comes again, but I, I think it's always the sharpest the first time. And I remember on the plane, on the way home, crying my fucking eyes out. Keep in mind, we only had one kiss, right? We had a one tiny snog. I'm crying my eyes out and my mom. And I'm like, why do I feel so ill? Like I was like, I think I'm sick. And my mom was like, no, like you're literally like lovesick. This is just the first time that you've ever like fallen for someone. That's, that's what this is. So I think as you get older, it's, it's harder to find that like reckless abandon, um, feeling of, of, of free falling. And honestly, guys, that's why I say to have a crush list as you get older, because you get older, you know, you start getting into your mid to late twenties and you're like, oh, like I need to be sensible. Like I need to think about everything, you know, whatever. And it's, it's not true. You, you can, you can keep that fire. And one of the ways you can do that, keep that fire alive is to have a crush list to remind yourself that that feeling is possible. Maybe it doesn't happen as often as when we were younger, but it's still available to us, or at least it can be. So I told my friend, I was like, I think you feel pretty bleh on this guy. If you've been on five dates with him and I, I, one of the tests I know I always do is like when something funny happens, do you want to text them? That's one little rule. Okay. It's not a, it's not a massively helpful one, but for me, that always helps when I'm dating someone and I, something funny happens to me, or if I eat really good food or whatever, and I want to text them, that means that I like them because it means you want to share. You want to share what's going on in your day. Also, another really easy rule is like, if you forget to text them back, not a great sign. Now, yeah, maybe you're busy, whatever. But if it's repeatedly, you're, you're like, oh, fuck, they texted me three hours ago. Probably not the love of your life. It's a tricky one. It's a gray area. I can be a little black and white when it comes to dating. I'm sure you guys are all rolling your eyes, but I'm trying to be more comfortable with the gray area. So if you have any good spark stories of how things were a slow burn, or you think that you, when you know, you know, please write in. Cause I want to hear about them. My favorite person ever, Adam Sandler has a new movie out, um, on Netflix and I will not give any spoilers, but I absolutely loved it. I loved it more than 
Anka Jams, Anka Jams. And I think it's amazing. It's, it's no, just go with it. It's no Jack and Jill, but it's really, really good. And then also this week, he gave an amazing commencement speech for NYU Tisch where he went. And it's fabulous. I I want you guys to go watch it for yourselves. I'll link it in the show notes. It's, it's only about 20 minutes long, but it's really funny. I laughed and cried and he talks a lot about, um, you know, the call to being creative and how, um, it's very special. So I felt very connected to him on that, but the note that made me um, tear up the most and made me happiest was what he ended on. And he, he talked about the friends he'd made at school and he said, hold on to your friends. And he talked about how a lot of his friends work with him. A lot of his friends have been in his movies, guest starred. And he said, sometimes my friends would just come hang out on set with me. And he gives off that energy of someone who really has lifelong friends. And that's why I'm, I mean, I'm the same way. I'm always banging on about it to you guys. Hold on to your friends, hold on to your friends. Um, but it's a really great commencement speech. Am I the only person who watches commencement speeches in their spare time? I think it's like part of the loving to give advice, loving to get advice. I love to watch, watch a commencement speech. So an Adam Sandler commencement speech talking about friendship, come on. That is like Tink's porn right there. Speaking of holding on to your friends. Friday, the return of Camilla to the pod. I'm so excited. She's going to come back on. And we're actually, even before I'd seen this Adam Sandler speech, I, we had decided we were going to talk about how to maintain your friendships throughout your twenties because, um, Camilla and, and I met in college and then we lived in San Francisco at the same time, but then she moved to London. I moved to New York. I moved to LA and we've had a really great friendship that's actually gotten stronger as we've moved further apart. And so we are going to talk about that on the pod and about the importance of female friendship. We both went to all girls schools. So we have interesting takes on that. And we're also going to talk about girl code, which is very controversial. Okay. Very controversial these days. Camilla and I both have very strong opinions on it. So that is going to be on Friday, but my mantra for you guys for today, for the week is stolen from Mr. Sandler himself. Uh, hold on to your friends because they are so important. Have a wonderful week, please. If you are enjoying the pod, share it with a friend. It would mean the absolute fucking world to me and, um, subscribe five stars, all that good stuff. And don't forget to use the diamond emoji. If you want to hear more, love you guys. Bye. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.